Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the War Makers podcast. The one-stop shop for courage, confidence and mindset building. Also bringing you all the aspects of mental health awareness, uh, business and entrepreneurship. We are your hosts, Adam Ellis and Jason Foreman of the Raw Makers Coaching. So today, guys, we've got a very special guest. She is a mental health coach. She's also a nurse's assistant working in hospitals and also a life coach. And today we're, we're mainly going to be talking about mental health awareness, what we can do to help, who, who can support you and stuff like that. So without further ado... Let's get the one and only Jodie on. Hi, the one and only Jodie. That felt nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good today. I've been, um, I'm off today, off work at the hospital. So I've been doing some like discovery calls with some clients and just sort of little things like that. So yeah, I'm quite chilled today. And you guys? Yeah, we're good. Good. Oh, good. Morning. Um, yeah. Loving life. But so, the, the first question we're going to ask is just explain to our viewers and listeners a bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm Jodie. Um, I work in hospitals as a nurse's assistant. Um, uh, now doing life coaching. I started that in February. Um, I started a mental health podcast um, during lockdown. Um, because obviously working where I do during the pandemic was just crazy and I just thought you know something bad happened we lost quite a few people basically for various reasons and I just thought what can I do to help so that's kind of where the podcast started Um, and I was helping a lot of people so I thought why don't I do it like as a job rather than just a hobby so that's how it kind of started Um, recently been approved as a foster parent me and my husband, so that's quite exciting. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm quite quite normal, quite boring. Awesome. No, you're not in any way boring. That's quite interesting, interesting work. And I thank you for you know thinking of people during the pandemic and oh, doing something yeah. amazing with it. And yeah, and mental health is an area like you know close to my heart. I know and. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, I really feel like it's a taboo subject, you know, people don't want to talk about mental health, but it really needs to be discussed in, in a more open way, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely. So, what is it about mental health, you know, that's you know, drawn you in and made you such an advocate for it? Well, yeah, so for me, like, I've been through it um, myself, you know, like, to the point where I think I was like 13 when I got diagnosed with like depression and then I had um, anxiety, um, had a breakdown to the point when I was suicidal um, at one point um, and it wasn't until I sort of, probably like when I had my daughter, I realised like I can't, I can't hurt myself now, I can't fall back on, you know, suicide, I can't do any of those things, I need to look after myself to look after m- 
my daughter. And um, so it was then that like I, I um, had therapy um, and just completely changed my life around. Like I, I met my husband as well. So he was like really helpful um, in all of that. And it just made me sort of realize, okay, so you can actually get an amazing life if you've been in that horrible situation. So I think that's why I love doing what I do now because seeing that light bulb go off in people's minds, right? It's like, oh my God, like I feel, I've unlocked that code where I feel great or I, I really see that light at the end of the tunnel where I can actually have a normal, you know, life. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I, I do it because I know what it's like to, to be that low and to feel like that. And it's just the worst feeling in the world. Absolutely, and um, yeah, I've got like parents who suffer with like mental health, and like so it's close to my yeah. heart for that reason. I've grown up around it, and yeah, I really feel like passionate about it. But you know, I've had suicidal thoughts myself, and right. been in low places during my life, and yeah, I mean, it's the the most, it's the thing that most people suffer with. Like it's the number one thing that people die from young people so it's crazy that it's not it's not more looked after you know um than like physical illnesses i, I just don't understand it i really don't yeah for me it's more passion towards like men as well like yeah in, in speaking out and women are very good at chatting to each other sometimes and you know um more open with each other and you know, like your friendship groups and stuff like that not all the time but you know some most of the time like whereas men are very kind of closed off in, in general um yeah um don't discuss problems or show any weakness or just like that sort of like ingrained into like boys growing up i think and yeah yeah i think for men it's probably that like bottling it up for so many years isn't it and not not speaking about it um is probably the, what makes them crack in in the end um whereas yeah i suppose like as girls we're, we're really close with our friends in that way like we're holding hands and we're kissing each other and we're crying to each other on the phone and you know men don't really do that right, that's it. And, um, yeah so for me like I want to try and encourage people to talk and be open as much as possible. And my door is always open to anyone who wants to kind of you know, have a chat about anything that they're going through. And like, and I want people to be, you know, open and honest with what they're going through. It is important to discuss it, and you know, it doesn't serve you or anyone around you to kind of bottle it up. Yeah, and a lot of the time, in my experience, when I've said you know, oh, I, I feel this way, or I've gone through this. There's always so many people that are like, oh, me too, and I've been through that, or I know someone who has. Like, you never get people being horrible to you about it. It's always really positive, and then it helps those other people as well think, oh, there's, there's another person who's been through that. So, yeah, I agree. It's just it's really important to encourage people to be open, your friends and your family. Needs to not be that taboo subject, you know. We need to be talking about it like we do the weather, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as open as you know, you know, when we're having just general chit chat. Yeah. Yeah, it's not anything to be ashamed of. Everyone, it's a mental health, isn't it? It's like an area. Like you could have good mental health, or you can have 
lots of good mental health and yeah. uh, it's about keeping keeping as positive as you possibly can and and yeah. So when you were having these suicidal thoughts, what was it that got you through that moment? Um, that, that dark, those dark moments was, um, if I'm honest, like my family, like I just didn't want to hurt my family. I, I was very aware that like suicide isn't, it doesn't stop the pain. It gives that pain to other people. And like, I, I'm really, really close to my family. So that was what stopped me in those moments was just knowing how much they'd be hurt. Um, it sounds really dark, but it, it's, it's not because that, that was my support and it meant that I had people there that did care about me, you know, because if I did think that they would be so hurt by it, then I knew that they would be there to support me because they wouldn't want that to happen. Um, and so that's when I started really like opening up. And it was to my dad at first. I don't know why I spoke to my dad about it really because I'm more close with my mum, but yeah, I just kind of opened up to him um, and told him that I'd been to the doctors and this had happened. And yeah, I just started talking about it really openly. Um, and like now, like um, Jason said, like, I just talk about it. I'm like, I'm just not feeling like I'm in a depression phase at the moment. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be a bit cranky. I don't really want to go out. And I'm just really open about it, talking about it like if I had a cold or something, um, which got a bit you know we have to get used to that but it, it works and I think people then understand me a bit more because especially when I was young then you don't know how to sort of um handle your emotions I could like lash out like scream and shout and just get really angry and they didn't know why that was whereas now obviously I'm older like I'm nearly 30 like I'm not gonna lash out like that but if I don't want to go places or I, I'm a bit snappy or a bit rude and you know they, they can kind of understand because they know that I'm not in a good place at that point yeah absolutely and like yeah we've done extensive work on like emotional intelligence and mm. learning about those trigger points and yeah um, understanding why it is you behave the way you do you know and yeah yeah, I think that's why like therapy was really good for me because it made me well first off it like validates your feelings <laughs> like I was saying oh you know this is weird but I feel like this or I feel like that and having someone there to say god no wonder you feel that way because you've been through x y and z and kind of validates you but also yeah. it just they, they can teach you the therapist why you think certain ways and it really makes you understand it. So when it happens again, you feel that way. You can kind of think about it logically rather than emotionally and yeah. get yourself out of that feeling better. Yeah, you do go for a phase where you think you're the only one feeling this way and kind of yeah. you alienate yourself. And you know, it's not nice to have someone by the day. We were able to then do that for ourselves now because we've you know, been through that training and um, we can really kind of just sit with our own thoughts and validate them for ourselves. We don't need the other person to do that for us. And, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's always a nice part of therapy, like when you can say, I don't need to come and see you anymore. I feel like I can just sort of do it myself. You've given me the tools and now I can just like go away with it. Yeah. That's a really nice feeling.
Um, I, I would say probably first, if you didn't have family and friends, first stop, first port of call, always your doctor. Always. Like, because they will give you all the information that you could ever need. Like, do you need therapy? Do you need medication? Do you need to see a coach? They'll give you numbers for private therapy if you can afford it. Or, um, like, NHS, like CBT therapy. That's your first port of call, I'd say. And then it's on record as well that you feel in those ways. So if you ever came in again, they'd be able to see, okay, this person's actually suffered before. Like we need to actually really help them because sometimes, especially being a nurse, doctors don't listen to you. <laughs> Let's be honest. So um, yeah, go to your doctor. That There's always, there's suicide hotlines that are really amazing, like the Samaritans and people like that. Um, or see a coach. They tend to be, in the UK anyway, a bit cheaper than therapists. Um, or a psychiatrist I mean it depends but I think going to the doctor they'll be able to tell you who you need to see depending on what the issue is and there's loads of online like support groups as well like there's food addiction Facebook groups there's like there's so many different niche groups out there where you can find friends that are going through exactly the same thing so Facebook quite a good one yeah. So I guess the next biggest hurdle after that is having the confidence to um, put yourself out there and mm. actually talk about what it is they're going through at that time. And you know, yeah, it feels so good when you do. Like that's all I can say. Um, so if you are suffering, if you're listening to this, like watching this, and you are going yeah. through a tough time, like you know, there are lots of resources out there. You're not alone, and yeah, please. Um, for your sake and you know for everyone around you as well like you know if you've got to that point where you care no more about yourself and think of the other people in your life and yeah um, and I think yeah moving forward in the best way that you can right now yeah and, and talking about it the last time I hadn't been to therapy in like a year and a half and then recently probably like six months ago I felt I felt so overwhelmed I was so stressed I was crying all the time I didn't know why and I um I booked in a therapist a new one and I just told her everything I literally just blurted everything out she spoke to me for a little bit and that was it I was fine I felt absolutely fine and that's the power of talking like I thought I was going to have to have a therapist for six months to talk about how I was feeling and actually an hour and it was done like that was all it needed and that's how powerful it is just to be able to have someone validate your feelings and talk it through to, to a human. <laughs> you know, it is, it is true. It's really powerful. I think that's what people really need is just someone to listen. Yeah. Yeah. One of the needs, isn't it? To feel significant, to feel heard, you know, to feel important in some way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important to, raise awareness as well of what to do when someone comes to you because if you're going to say things to them like one of my family members is terrible for it it's from an old generation <laughs> and he'll say things like what have you got to be sad for or chin up and, you know all those things and it's like no I, I don't need tough stuff right now I need like support so raising awareness for you know like Adam said just listening if you don't feel you have anything like supportive to say just don't say anything, just be there for them and say, like, you know, I'm here for you, whatever you need. Because, yeah, you can say things that are quite offensive. 
So and that'll kind of rub people up the wrong way, definitely. The one I hate the most is Man Up. Oh, that's that's yeah, the yeah. one thing I hate the most is someone what saying man mean? up. Yeah. That's it. So I've seen men deal with pain. It's not as good as women. So. <laughs> Definitely. Well. Yeah. And when they get a cold, they're like, you know, out for like 20 weeks, you know. Yeah, a lot of them won't smell if he gets ill. Oh, jeez. I don't know even know what man up means. someone who just gets you like they're a human as well you're not going to gel with everyone and because the first person I saw was a mental health nurse and she told me that all I needed was anger management classes which made me angry <laughs> um but yeah but I continued and I found somebody who was lovely um so yeah don't let that put you off the first person you go to tells you you're crazy or something you know do try a few times and you will find someone that you that you gel with They've got to get you. They've got to be able to build rapport. Yeah. Some can do it, some can't. Like, you know. Um, yeah, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, don't let it tar the whole industry just because you found some bad, bad coach or bad therapist. Yeah, 100%. Because I think that's what makes people worse is when people say, oh, man up and stuff like this. That's not what they need right now. They need someone who's going to yeah. help them. That's why most of them go off the rails because they ain't getting no one's listening to them. Yeah. Which is why I think the suicide rate oh, is so high. I know, I know. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Because sometimes you know, I remember when I was first like dating, like well, yeah, dating my husband, I suppose, and I'd be moaning about something, say like at work, and he'd be like, "Well, just do this, you do this." But I don't need logical thinking right now. I just want someone to moan at. I just need like you to listen to me. So yeah, I, I totally get that. Sometimes you just you have to say say what you want <laughs> before you start. Look, I just want to rant or I just want to moan at something. Don't give me any actual solutions to my problems in a minute. Yeah, sometimes you just need that sounding board, and it's like takes a good coach to kind of just sit there and listen. Because, you know, that's hard to do as a coach, but, you know, because you want to be able to help someone and you want to give advice and you want to project what you think onto them. And, but you can't possibly know what it is, you know, that they need. They can only do that for themselves. And, yeah, it's about yeah. unlocking that confidence, isn't it? And awareness. And te that's why I like to teach psychology and CBT in my sessions, because 
the confidence that gives when you understand how your brain is working that you're not crazy that there's a reason for it just on it just makes something click yeah like so i think the biggest tool a coach can have is the ears yeah that is the biggest yeah. tool well, yeah, I agree. Nice, isn't it? You know, you've got one mouth and two ears, so use them proportionately. <laughs> yeah, good saying. Um, so yeah, we always need to listen more than because you can be projecting stuff, and you've not listened to the client or person coming to you for that support, and yeah, not even hear what that is they're saying because you're too busy with what you think. And, yeah. Um. Well, that's, you know, got a place now and again, you know, they might need that that bit of advice that really get them going. But we, like, as coaches, I don't think advice is, you know, our place, you know. It's their subjective experience, you know, what they've been through. They've got all the tools in their head anyway. They just don't know that they know. Yeah. How do you get them to be able to unlock that and give them that support and confidence? It's almost like you're as a coach like you're their best friend really it's like just someone to give them that little like push <laughs> in that direction but like let them walk there you know yeah that's it. and it's so much more empowering as well for that person yeah yeah good point you know to have them think of their own answers and get us almost get herself out but you know they've had you there in case they fall hard or you know it's kind of like when you're learning to walk, you've got your parent hold your hand. And mm. That's what we do as coaches, you know. We we pick you up from where you are, you know, for a standing position. You know, you're a bit wobbly, you know, quite sure where to go with your life. And, and we're just there to hold your hand and make sure you don't fall. Yeah, really, really good, really good point. You know, it's like they, and then that they'll have more confidence and happiness and contentment knowing that they did that for themselves which is amazing so what what one big tip could you give our listeners and viewers about mental health or opening up to someone um gosh one big tip if you haven't done it already go to your doctor open up to your doctor i think that's the the first step um but also I'd say for people to listen to their friends as well, listen to what your friends aren't saying to you. Any changes in behavior, become like detectives a little bit, you know, um, if someone is like what we get taught with foster children, if you shout upstairs, are you okay? And they say, yes, actually go upstairs, open the door, ask them if they're okay a second time, you know, start little things like that. Um, is really important because then people will start understanding each other a little bit more people will start feeling more comfortable to open up because they'll think oh this person actually genuinely cares because they've asked me twice like yeah that's probably what i say and obviously what everyone says is talk but yeah be, try and be as brave as you can and and talk because you you will have so much positive out of it if you do the risk you know is is worth it for sure Absolutely. You will get something from those bad sessions as well. Like, you know, it's not going to all be bad. Like, um, 
know, you might have someone put you off with one thing that they say, but yeah, ninety percent of the stuff is going to be good. Like, so it's, you know, take what you what you can and bin the rest. That's my sort of biggest piece of advice. You know, yeah, see lots of different people. You know, get what you can and what's going to help and serve you to move forward, and then. Uh, been the rest basically, and yeah, just move forward with what you feel is for you, and you know, because only you can know that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, how can people get in touch with you if they want to try? Um, this one thing we like to do on the podcast is promote the people that come on, and so and how people find you if they want to work with you. They want to. You know, like the sound of you and, you know, what you're all about. And uh, so where can people find you if they want to do that? Um, so I'm on um, Facebook under The Mental Health Coach. Um, and then Instagram is Jodie Life Coach, J-O-D-I-E. So I'm mainly on Instagram. A lot of people reach out to me in um, DMs over there. Um, so, yeah, anything, any questions, any advice you want, any sort of you, you're interested in working with me? And um, yeah, head to me on Instagram probably is the best place. Awesome. So we'll put your handles up on our description of this video and um, all of that. So amazing. Thank you. Gotta find you. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's um, let's roar on that courage. Build up that confidence. And let's get back your roar. Thank you for listening. Take it easy. And thank you for coming on, Jodie. It's been great. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Recording stop.